Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast. about how do you and I not shipwreck our faith when we're going through storms of life? How how do we not let our whole life get wrecked when everything has fallen apart? And and our text in this series is going to be Acts 26, 27, and 28. And so if you're looking for something to read in in this series or the next week, I would just encourage you, start reading the book of Acts. It's an amazing, amazing book in the Bible. But chapters 26, 27, and 28, we're going to be discussing in depth as a church for the next few weeks. And our text is found, Acts 27, verse 13 through 20, says this. When a light wind began blowing from the south, the sailors thought they could make it. So they pulled up anchor and sailed close to the shore of Crete. Now, have you ever had a moment where you thought, I can make this jump, right? Like, I can, I can jump and make this, and you missed it. That's about just what happened right here. Verse 14, but the weather changed abruptly, and a wind of typhoon strength called a northeaster burst across the island and blew us out to sea. The sailors couldn't turn the ship into the wind, so they gave up. And let it run before the gale. And we sailed along the shelter side of a small island named Kata, where with great difficulty we hoisted aboard the lifeboat being towed behind us. Then the sailors bound ropes around the hull of the ship to strengthen it. They were afraid of being driven across to the sandbars of Sirtis of the Afri- off the African coast. So they lowered the sea anchor to slow the ship and were driven before the wind. The next day, as gale force winds continued to batter the ship, the crew began throwing the cargo overboard. They're losing their minds, right? The following day, they even took some of the ship's gear and threw it overboard. The terrible storm raged for many days, blotting out the sun and the stars until all, at last all hope was gone. And I think some of us, we feel that right there. At last, you come to a place where you've just lost all hope. What do you do? What do you do? What do you do when you, your life is headed in a direction that you weren't planning and you weren't trying and you weren't wanting? How, how do you not let it shipwreck your life? Verse 27 says this about midnight on the 14th night of the storm. 14 nights a storm is going. They are in, in a storm for 14 nights. That's insane. The 14th night of the storm, as we were being driven across the Sea of Adria, the sailors sensed land was near. Here's what I want us to notice from our text today. The sailors thought they could make it. They thought they could get ahead of the storm. They thought, hey, there's a light wind going. And then it says this in verse 14, but the weather changed abruptly. And can I tell you, isn't that life? Sometimes you are going along and everything is great and everything is smooth and then out of nowhere there are winds of change that blow abruptly and a storm comes in that you weren't planning, that you weren't wanting, that you weren't wanting to have any part of and yet you find yourself in how do you not let it shipwreck the rest of your life? 
How do you not let it shipwreck your faith? The UN has estimated that there are over 3 million shipwrecks on the, on the seas across the world. That's a lot of ships, right? I've really got to enunciate in this, this series when I'm talking about ships. Um, that's a lot of ships. Three million. That's a ton of them. And I think if I was... <laughs> And I think if I was to say, what's the most famous shipwreck of all, you guys would all say Titanic. Right, right. We, we know the Titanic, right? Out of three million shipwrecks, the one that most of us know is Titanic. And why? For a lot of us, it's because it was a movie, an overrated movie that was made. Um, I'm just going to be honest. It's the most overrated, dumb movie I've ever seen. And, and can I just say, can we just, can we just side note here for a second? Rose is the most raw, cold-blooded killer of all time. I'm just saying, if your name's Rose, you need to go by your middle name. I'm just saying, like, all she does, this is an old woman, right? She's like 90 years old. It's like, uh, I remember the Titanic, right? And she's, she's talking about a weekend hookup that she had. She's been married. She's got a family. They're like, what was the greatest part of your life? This weekend hookup that I had on a boat, right? Okay, thanks, Grandma. I just threw up in my mouth, right? You remember this? You remember the end? The boat's crashed. It's her, Rose, and Jack, right? Jack finds a, a, a big old headboard big enough for both of them to be on. He beat a guy off so he could get the... Jack won the headboard, right? And what she said, oh, there's not enough room. I'll get off. And he's like, okay, I'll get off. And she goes, I'll never let go, Jack. I'll never let go. What she do the first time a lifeboat comes around? She lets, she pries his cold, dead hands off of me. She's like, I don't have anybody else. I don't know a Jack. I don't, just come get me. Jack who, right? I mean, cold-blooded killer, Rose. We know this movie. We know these things. But, but here's the thing about Titanic. It was the most developed ship of its time. And it was, it was advertised as unsinkable. Now, you know this. What sunk the Titanic was an unexpected iceberg. Couldn't see it all. Couldn't see what was underneath. And they weren't expecting what they encountered. And as a result of Hitting something and experiencing something that they weren't expecting and they weren't planning for, it kept them from reaching their final destination. And for some of us, if we're not careful, we can become very much like that. And there are things that you are not going to plan for. There's going to be moments that are unexpected. And if we're not careful, we can become just like the Titanic, and it's the unexpected things, it's the things we weren't planned for that we really have a hard time dealing with. Because understand this, and it's our first point today, we lose it, all of us, we lose it when the unexpected and unplanned occurs. We lose it. How many of you have ever seen the videos on, like, YouTube? When they throw a surprise party for an old person, and they go in, and it makes the old person pass out, right? They're just like, whoo, like that. They elude. They weren't planning on it. It scares them to death. Some of you, you are planners. You are type A. How many planners we have out there? Like, it gets you going to get a new planner every year, right? You're like, oh, yeah. So some of you, I hold this up, and you are lusting right now. I don't understand your brain. 
I don't get it. I don't understand. Like, oh, yeah, I want that afterwards. Like, I, you can have it. I'm never going to use this in a million years. And, and understand, I like planning my weeks out, my months out. I don't have my years planned out. But I've, and some of you, you've got, if it's not on the calendar, it's not on life. What's that, child? Do you want to go do something? Do you want to go to the mall? Well, I don't have that scheduled between 3.30 and 5.30. I'm sorry. The answer is no, right? Oh, you want to go out to eat, but it's Taco Tuesday night at the house. How ridiculous are you, you selfish brat? It's not on the calendar. And if it's not on the calendar, if we haven't planned it, it throws us all off, right? And the simple truth is we love to know what's coming. We love. I, I love I'm not even this type of personality. But I still love planning out my trips. When we're done with the vacation, I'm like, okay, next vacation. Where are we going? What are we doing? I'm like, I'm like planning them. Why? Because I like knowing what's coming. And what's hard, what's really, really difficult is when there's an abrupt wind that comes out of nowhere. And it leads you into a storm that you weren't prepared and you weren't ready for. And there's a lot of us Speaking as your pastor, there's a lot of us that are watching online, that are here in person. Man, this is you. And you're dealing with things you weren't expecting. And it's really hard to prepare for things that you weren't expecting. Why do we lose it? Because here's why. Because we have a way we envisioned life going. Right? We had, we had a way that we planned and we seed, we saw our, we seed, we saw our 20s going and our 30s and our 40s and our 50s and how our kids were going to grow up and our grandkids and what our finances were going to look like and what our marriage was going to look like and what our health was going to look like. And when abrupt changes come to that, when abrupt changes hit your health and hit your life and hit your marriage and hit your finances and hit your kids and hit, and some of us were dealing with loss and some of us were dealing with anger and some of us were dealing with divorce. How do you function in that and not lose it? And the Bible says this, Proverbs 16, 9, we make our own plans, and that's so true. We make our plans, but the Lord decides where we will go. Meaning this, nothing surprises him. Why it may be a surprise and, catch, and it's catching you off guard, it hasn't caught him off guard. And so there's this verse in 1 Corinthians 1, 9, and I love it. It simply just says this, God is to be trusted. God is to be trusted. When, when it's not on your calendar, when it's not going as you planned and how you saw it, God's still to be trusted. When you're dealing with a loved one who's dealing with addiction and you weren't prepared and you weren't ready, hear me, God's still to be trusted. When you're dealing with financial issues that you thought you would be here and yet you are over here, God is still to be trusted. When you're dealing with infidelity in your marriage or you're dealing with divorce or you're dealing with this kid going way over here and you don't know if they're ever going to come back, hear me, God is still to be trusted. You may not be planned. You may be dealing with loss. You may be dealing with heartbreak. You may be dealing with health issues. But hear me today, in the midst of your storm, God is still to be trusted. Still to be trusted. 
And here's why I can tell you that. Because choosing to trust and keeping the right attitude through the unexpected makes all the difference. Choosing to trust and keeping the right attitude through the unexpected makes all the difference. There's going to be unexpected things that happen. Unplanned events that happen. And if I'm really honest with you today, that's what I struggle with the most. If I know a hard time's coming, I can plan, I can prepare. If we know a storm's coming in the forecast, right, and we know a tornado's coming our way, we go outside and look at it, right? We're prepared. We've, we're, we've put our teeth in, and we've put something on besides pajamas, right? We've like, okay, I'm going to be on camera. It's my time to shine, right? We're, we're outside. Look, we're, we're prepared, right? But what do you do when you're not prepared? A few weeks ago, we went to Destin, Florida on vacation. Had a great time, spent most of the time boogie boarding. If you missed last week, you need to go back and watch it. However, um, about afternoon time, about 2 o'clock, on about Monday, I think it was, me and Chloe and Charlie, we all get in from the ocean. We've been going pretty hard, and like, man, I want something to drink. I'm like, that sounds great. Um, who wants a virgin frozen margarita, right? And some of you are like, they do that? They do that. Um, that's all I know. That, I'm, not, I'm not an alcohol drinker. Um, I think it tastes horrible. So you don't have to worry about your pastor being a boozer, right? That's just not me. It's not me. That, you can do you, I'll do me, right? I just would rather have my frozen margarita. I like a frozen margarita icy. That's what it is. I like icies. That's all it is. And so I decided, hey, there's this little shack there. And I'm going to go up there. I'm asked for a virgin pina colada and two per, virgin uh, uh, frozen margaritas, and we're going to make it happen, right? And so I go there, and I made an epic mistake on my way. I forgot my flip-flops. That's like 100 degrees, and the sand's hot, and it's white, and it's, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to be okay because I can see the line. But the problem is the line's super long. Well, I start waiting, and I'm not a good waiter. Right, right. I get grumpy when I wait. Anybody else? You're just not a good waiter. I'm like, man, why is this taking so long? We've only been sitting down two minutes, Justin. Like, your food's not going to be at the restaurant, right? But I'm like, what's taking forever, right? I'm just not the best waiter. And so I'm waiting in this line. My feet are burning. I'm kind of digging them in. And here's the problem. Right in front of me are the four most annoying college girls I've ever, ever seen in my entire life. And they hardly have any clothes on, and they need to have clothes on because the outfit they're trying to pull off, they can't. I know that sounds mean. I'm just being all kind of, somebody got mad. I know it's okay, right? I'm just a person like you. But it's, it's how it was like, stop. I don't want, no, no, right? I'm just like, no. And they're just talking like this, oh, my God, right? And, like, ah. and it's just like, I can't believe how hammered we got last night. And it's just like, my head still hurts. And they're like, Hit me with, I don't even know what you say getting alcohol. I just know it's beer, right? Like, give me five beers. I don't know. Well, so I'm, I'm just going, okay, la, 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 la. And Casey's with me. I'm like, they're crazy, right? Like, I'm crazy. And she's like, yeah. And so I'm like, I'll behave myself. I'll behave myself. And they order their drinks, and I'm waiting. And now I'm on the, the decking, which is really, really, really hot. And I feel like I'm like in a cult. And I'm just like, my feet are burning. My feet are burning, right? I'm like, if this is devil worshiping, it's not for me. And I, I'm sitting there. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, after they place their order, a swift, unexpected, like typhoon wind brought in four more college girls. 
An abrupt change happens, and they're even more annoying. They're like, oh, my God, I didn't even see you standing here. Like, have you been here the whole time? I am so parched and thirsty from being so drunk last night. My pastor mode wanted to go off. Like, I'm like, okay, pastor in Tulsa, I'm in Destin. Nobody knows me, right? Like, nobody knows me. I looked at Casey, I go, I'll cause a scene. I will cause a scene if you want me to. Just give me the green light. I just need the permission to act a fool because I'm I'm ready to meet fool with fool, right? Like I'm there because I'm an angry waiter. That's where I am. And she's like, don't do it. And I'm like, okay, okay. And I just, mm, and they're like, ah, and I'm just like, ah, right? I'm just like, I didn't do good waiting. And me losing it wasn't going to make the situation any better. And so I kept my mouth shut, got our stuff. I get back to the chair, and they're like, what took so long, Dad? And I'm like, oh, come on, shut your face, right? Just, just enjoy it, right? Here's the deal. Many times the way we determine to wait determines the storm. And waiting's not easy. But I tell you, just like we, we sung earlier, he's in the waiting. There's a purpose to the waiting. There's a purpose in the attitude you choose to have. And we can have a really bad attitude because we don't know why. And even if we did know why, it doesn't necessarily make the situation better. We don't know why. We get angry. We get mad. We get freaked out. We become a warrior. We become anxious. And here's what I can tell you. I've never met a powerful warrior Never have. I've never met a powerful, anxious person. Because when you are anxious and you are a warrior of how is this all going to turn out, what if and what if, your focus is on doubt and fear instead of your faith in Christ. And how are you choosing to wait? How are you, what, what attitude are you choosing? Are you still having attitude of gratitude that he is in the waiting with you. Because here's what I've come to learn. Unexpected moments bring opportunities you didn't know were coming. Unexpected moments, unexpected storms brings opportunities you didn't even know were coming. So here's Paul. He's in the middle of a storm for 14 days. Finally end up shipwrecking. We're going to talk about this next week. Get on this island. He's a prisoner the whole time, right? Prisoner. They barely decide not to kill him. And so they let him swim to the shore. They decide to build this fire in the midst of building a fire. This is Paul, apostle, you know, pretty big deal in the Bible. And he starts building this fire in the midst of building a fire. A snake crawls out and bites him. I'm like, okay, if that happened to me, I would be like, are you kidding me, God? Really? A snake on top of it all, right? It doesn't kill him. All the people start worshiping him. And he's like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that, right? Eventually, several months later, they've been going through this whole ordeal. He finally gets to Rome, and this is what it says in Acts chapter 28, verse 30 through 31. For the next two years, Paul lived in Rome at his own expense. Let me explain what this means. It means he's under house arrest, and he has to pay for a guard to stay with him, and he has to pay for the house he's going to stay in. Paul is a prisoner in Rome for, for two years. He can't go where he wants to go. He can't do what he wants to do. And he has to pay for living in that kind of condition. He welcomed all who visited him. 
He didn't become bitter. He didn't become angry. He didn't become mad. He didn't check out. Boldly proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ, and no one tried to stop him. Here's the most powerful apostle of all time, the most effective church planner of all time, sitting in a place he didn't think he would be. All of a sudden, abruptly, his situation looks different and is different, and instead of getting mad, Paul decides to keep an attitude of gratitude. Instead of getting mad, he chooses to trust, even though there had to be times he didn't understand. And he becomes fruitful even in a place he doesn't want to be. In this moment, in this place in Rome, he writes what we know as the prison epistles. He writes Ephesians and Colossians and Philippians and the book of Philemon. And it has ministered to hundreds of millions of people's lives that had a great bigger of effect than if his plan would have gone forward. And here's what I want you to know today. Life may not look like you were planning and what you were prepared for and what you were scheduled for. Life may not look like your five-year plan, your 10-year plan, your one-year plan, or your one one month plan. But if you will allow God and if you will keep trusting him and if you'll choose to keep an attitude of gratitude and choose the attitude you will have while waiting, he can still make you faithful in your storm. He can still make you faithful and he can still make you fruitful in a place you never thought you would be, but it will always bring glory to him. But it's all up to this. Are you going to choose to continue to trust him? And are you going to choose to have the right attitude while you're waiting. Because here's the one thing that makes the storm bearable. His presence calms me when uncertainty stresses me. His presence calms me when uncertainty stresses me. We have two dogs. I don't talk about one of them very much because I hate his guts. <laughs> we have Vader, my 100-pound giant schnauzer, real dog, and then we have a cat named Max, right? Um, Max is a Westie Pooh. He's not a real dog because a cat can beat him up, so it's not real. You're not a real dog, right? Like, you're an imposter. And so Max sleeps in our room, and he sleeps on the floor in our room in his little tiny wussy baby dog bed. And anytime a storm comes in, like anytime a storm is raging outside, Max freaks out, right? Luckily, he doesn't pee on the ground anymore. I'm like, you got to stop that, bro. Like, I can't do that. Like, we're going to put you down. Anyways, um, but not really. Um, but what Max does is starts whining. And is like, mm, right? And here's what happens is we always get Max and we put Max on our bed. And when we put Max on our bed, he calms down. It's not that the storm stopped. It's not that we gave Max a timeline of, hey, in 30 minutes, Max, it's all going to be over. He doesn't understand that. All he knows is he's close to his master, and because he got close to his master, it calmed him. Can I tell you, there's a lot of us, we're exactly like Max. And you're trying to just endure this storm, and you're trying to work through and be tough enough and strong enough to go through the uncertainty and the unplanned moments. And what I will tell you is this. There's a temptation to get mad, to walk away, to get upset with God, to put distance between you because it's not fair. Right? For Paul, it wasn't fair. Paul didn't do anything. It was, he was living his whole entire life the way God asked him to do it. And yet still in the midst of all that 
uncertain and unplanned and un, unexpected events occurred that took him to places that he never would have imagined. And yet instead of getting distant and getting upset and getting mad, he drew closer. And as a result, it calmed him and prepared him and made him fruitful instead of bringing distance and stress and anxiety. How long will my storm last, Justin? I don't know. I don't know. And I know there's a lot of people in this church, I mean, the last three months have been brutal. And I don't know how much longer it's going to last. I don't know how much longer until it gets better. But what I can tell you is this, is that he's in the storm with you. And when you feel like giving up, when you feel like all hope is gone, he's still with you, right by you. And his word says this, if you'll draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. Rick Warren, the pastor of Saddleback Church, several years ago um, lost his oldest son to suicide. Trying to go through that, obviously and understandably, Rick Warren took some time away, and when he came back, he, he wrote this out of the context of that situation. And Rick Warren said this, the Bible says that even before you were born, God knew all of your future. Psalms 139 verse 16 says, your eyes saw my unformed body, and all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. From his perspective, God can see past, present, and future all at once. That should give us great confidence in God. It's comforting to me to know everything that he knows everything that's going to happen in my life. He not only knows about the future, he's also there in the future. He not only walks with us day by day, he can also walk in our future. God is already prepared for everything you're going to face tomorrow, next week, and next month. What the future holds may surprise us, but it doesn't surprise God. Nothing ever catches him by surprise or makes him say, oh, really? Next month or next year, you may be faced with a crisis, and you may ask, what's happening? Where's God? This isn't fair, but God's been there all along, preparing. He's already in your future, and he's prepared for everything. If God knows all my tomorrows today, then I should ask him for advice. He knows what's going to happen. Call to me, and I'll answer you. I'll tell you marvelous and wonderful things that you could never figure out on your own. Jeremiah 33.3 says, the things you don't know, God can tell you about. He's not going to lay out your whole life all at once telling you everything that will happen. If he did, you'd likely get depressed and discouraged or prideful. Instead, he gives it to you a little bit at a time. And here's what I'd suggest. When you get up in the morning, go over your schedule with the Lord and pray, Father, you've already seen this day that I'm about to experience. You know ahead of time every interruption I'm going to face, every crisis, every flat tire, every misplane, every hurt, every disappointment, and even when I'm going to spill my coffee, you've seen it all. And would you please give me the strength that I need for today? And I think there's a lot of us today, that's where we are. God, I just need strength for today. 
because I wasn't expecting this. I, I wasn't prepared for this. And I need your strength for this moment, for this day. Because here's the amazing thing about the Lord. Isaiah 43, don't be afraid, I've redeemed you. I've called your name. You're mine. And when you're in over your head, I'll be there with you. When you're in rough waters, you'll not go down. When you're between a rock and a hard place, it won't be a dead end because I am God, your personal God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior, and I paid a huge price for you. Nahum 1.7 said, the Lord is a good and a strong refuge when trouble comes. He is close to those who trust Him. And this morning, if you're here or you're watching online, you say, Justin, I just need strength for where I'm at right now. Because this isn't what I saw my life being. Can I tell you? He's there with you. An ever-present help in a time when you really, really need him. So can we bow our heads? Can we close our eyes and go before him today? God, we love you. God, my heart breaks for so many that I know are breaking that are hurting, that are dealing with unexpected and unplanned moments. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed today, if you're here and you say, Justin, you know what? That's me. Man, I'm just dealing with unexpected moments. Where my life is, I didn't see it coming, and I wasn't planned for this. I wasn't ready for this. And, man, I just need strength for today. If that's you, would you just raise your hand right where you are? Just right where you are. Yeah, yeah. Just say, that's me. Yeah. God, you see every hand. You see every person. And your word says you know our name. You know our name, you know our situation, and that what we're going through won't be too much. Not because that it's not too much for us, but because it's not too much for you. And so, Lord, I pray for those that are waiting, for those that are hurting, for those that are tired and confused and angry, the Lord, they would realize you're in the waiting with them. You see them, you know them, and they are yours. So God, my prayer is this, give them strength for today. Give them strength for this moment. And the next day that they wake up, give them strength for the next day. And let them rely and let them, Lord, don't let us lean on our own understanding, but let us acknowledge you in all of our ways and let us lean in to you because your word says this, your strength is made perfect in our weakness. Lord, when we don't know how, that's when you take over and that's when your strength is perfected in us. So let your joy be renewed in our life. Let there be a peace that settles and a calm that settles in our life that people don't understand. That, that is truly what your word says that goes beyond all understanding. And give us strength for this moment, for this day, 
It's in Jesus' name I pray with heads bowed and eyes closed. Today, if you're here, you say, Justin, I'm here today. Man, I, I know the way I'm living my life isn't the way I should. I know I'm not right. I know there's a change that needs to happen. Hear me, today it's okay not to be okay. It's just not okay to stay that way. And God has a plan and God has a purpose. For some of you, it's just deciding to turn to him. Maybe some of us here, we've never accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Or maybe you're here today, and you know it's about you just recommitting your life to him. If that's you, all I'm going to do is count to three, and all I want you to do is raise your hand. And we're going to lead you in a prayer that is going to change your life. One, two, three. Is there anyone here today? You say, Justin, that's me. Yep, yep. You join about three hands that are lifted. Is there anyone else before we go any further in service today? You just say, Justin, that's me. And I just want to join these three hands that are lifted before we go any further in service today. Yeah, there's one other hand. One more. Is there anyone else who joined these five hands that are lifted? You may be at home watching online, and that's you, and you just say, Justin, that's me today. I just encourage you, right at home, just raise your hand right where you are, because God sees a hand, and he changes a heart. Is there anyone else, before we go any further, and you just join these five hands that are lifted? Yep. 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 Seven individuals, eight individuals. Is there anyone else who just say, Justin, that's me, man. God's doing something right now. You just say, that's me. And some of you, maybe you've been fighting it. Maybe you've just been trying to do it on your own. And you just say, Justin, today, this is my moment. I got you. Is there anyone else? You join these eight hands that are lifted before we go any further in service today. If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today. And I confess, man, I admit I've messed up and I've sinned. But I ask for your forgiveness. I ask that your grace and your love would enter my life. I turn away from the life that I was living. I repent of it. And I turn to you. And I grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions or in need of prayer or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at nicole at foundationschurch.tv.